Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to connect Black, Brown, and Indigenous women who are interested in sustainability. Our goal is to inspire, encourage, and educate each other. From gardening, to thrifting, to minimalism, to veganism, and everywhere in between. We are all on a journey to taking care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. Today's episode is all about hair. Women of color, particularly Black women or those with textured hair, have a special relationship with our hair. We all have memories of sitting in someone's kitchen getting our hair pressed, relaxed, or braided. We have memories of loving our hair, hating our hair, and probably wishing to change our hair. It's such an important aspect of our lives and culture, so it's no surprise that hair care is something to be considered while on our sustainable journey. In this episode, I'm chatting with the founders of two small businesses that, in my opinion, will shift how we look at sustainability and the hair industry. First, we'll talk to Dominique about her low-waist hair care brand, Consciously Curly. Then we sit down with Janice and Nana about how they are building the first plant-based hair braiding company. Yes, you heard that right. Plant-based braiding hair. Stay tuned. Before we get started, I've been forgetting to remind all of the podcast listeners that this season we've been posting video interviews on our YouTube channel. So if you want to see everyone's hair from this episode, there is a link to the video in the show notes, or you can subscribe to Sustainable Brown Girl on YouTube. Now on to the show. Today's featured sustainable brown girl is Dominique, the founder of Consciously Curly Co., a sustainable hair care company. Originally from Northern California, Dominique later moved to Southern Utah, where she became deeply connected with nature and learned about living sustainability. Now she's living in Oregon. And I am so excited to talk to Dominique today about her sustainability journey and her business. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dominique. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited awesome. with what you're doing with this community. Oh, thank so you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. thank you. Obviously, first of all, I just have to acknowledge how amazing your hair looks right now. Like, <laughs> oh, gold. Girl, yours too, but thank you so much. I just yeah. trimmed it too, like right before the podcast. Well, it looks great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So let's start at the beginning. How did you become interested in sustainability? Yeah, so I didn't really grow up, um, you know, in the outdoors at all or have any kind of influence living sustainably. But when I moved to Southern Utah at 19, I really became involved in hiking and climbing and mountain biking. And just so my outdoor activities really um, strengthen my connection to nature. And I just slowly developed a passion for environmentalism, wanting to protect the environment. I attended Dixie State University in St. George, Utah is where I lived. 
And so I went to Dixie State University and I studied um, biology with an emphasis on environmental science. So I was like, really just getting dove into it. I got to work in Zion National Park. Wow. And yeah, I just had a blast doing that and slowly uh, started living more low waste, zero waste. Um, Yeah, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. So by learning about the environment and the dangers, you know, that are impacting, you know, the bad things that are happening to the environment that kind of led you into wanting to live more sustainably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just knowing how much I enjoyed being outside, like I want other people to experience that. And if we don't take care of the earth, then it's not going to be enough for, you know, everyone to experience eventually. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then what led you to create Consciously Curly? So when I was really deep in this, um, you know, transitioning to a more low waste lifestyle, I couldn't find anything for my hair type. I was using um, Shea Moisture and just some other products that I liked, but I just was tired of going through plastic bottle after plastic bottle after plastic Mm -hmm. bottle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's, I mean, we use a lot of products with curly hair, you know, ethnic hair and textured hair. So I'd be going through like six bottles a month um, between shampoo and leave-in and gel and conditioner and like a spray refresher. And so I was like, I'm going to see what I can do. I make a lot of my own um, home products. I'm just going to see if I can experiment with making hair care products. And so I went to YouTube university and, (laughs) um, I first found out about shea butter. Like, I think we've all probably dabbled with shea butter a little bit (laughs) and if it just evolved that over time, um, into what it is today. So found that I liked my products better anyway. And Mm -hmm. So um, where did it kind of connect where you started making it for yourself and then you were like, hey, I can sell this. It came out of nowhere, like (laughs) nowhere. I don't know. I just literally woke up one day and was like, I should put this on the market. I definitely have gotten more involved with like spirituality and doing more manifestation and meditation. Um, And I think ever since I've really dove into that. Mm -hmm. I've been having a lot more like authentic ideas. I never Mm -hmm. saw myself being someone who would run a company or just do anything like this ambitious, you know? Um, So yeah, it was just a complete shock (laughs) that I even was like, I I feel comfortable going there. Um, So it was like January, 2020. Uh, we had just moved from St. George to Oregon and I had bought a product because I was out of product and I was like, I just need something to get me through my job interviews. And, you know, I don't have time to make product right now because we're moving, we're unpacking, et cetera, et cetera. And so I bought the product and I broke out. Like I don't usually get breakouts, yeah. um, but I had pimples like all over the corner oh. of my face and my neck and my chest. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is a big deal. Like, you know, there's these products claiming that they're clean and like, I don't think this should happen if they're clean products. Just later in that week, I was like, I should put this out there. I should see if anyone would bite. 
And right as soon as I had the idea, that's when COVID was like starting to hit, you know, the United States. It had been going on other places, but yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea anymore. Um, But I just decided to go with it. So how has the transition been? Like, has it been easy to, you know, to get the word out there? I'm sure, you know, you've Mm -hmm. had a good response to it. Yeah, I have had a really good response. Um, I've been really blessed to attract a lot of like authentic people, people who I have really good conversations with, found you on there. (laughs) Um, But I also put a lot of intention into that, Mm -hmm. uh, manifesting, you know, the right people who will resonate with this product and people, I don't know, who we can like bounce off each other, I guess. Um, So yeah, it's, I wouldn't say I have a huge following yet um, Mm -hmm. or a huge client base yet, but I have been kind of shocked by um, how loyal people have been already. And the feedback that I'm getting is extremely positive. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) I really feel like it's a unique product and something that has a really big need in, you know, the, in the community. So, um, but yeah. before we get too deep into that, tell us what types of products you create. Yeah. So I do the basics. So I do shampoo bars, conditioner bars, um, the shampoo bars, there's two different types, um, one for dry hair and scalp. So typically people with textured hair have drier hair and scalp. We don't produce the same amount of oils. Um, and then I have a normal to oily hair um, shampoo bar. So they have different, a little bit of different ingredients in them that cater to those hair types. Um, And then I have conditioner bars, um, treatments. So deep conditioners, protein treatments. Um, I have something called Ayurvedic uh, repair mask, which is a bunch of raw herbs and um, botanicals that work to just go in, repair gaps in your follicles. Um, and then I have a growth tincture and some styling products. So a leave-in conditioner and um, curl nectar is similar to a gel, but it's not a gel. Like it's, it's just a very unique product. Um, it's like a wet based sticky kind of substance that isn't sticky when it dries, but um, it's a curl definer and a hold provider. Yes. And so you sent me some of your products. I used them this morning. I just did a quick wash and go. I use the um, shampoo bar for dry hair and the conditioner bar. And then I used the curl nectar and what was the other one you said? Mirror curl cream. Yeah. 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 I leave in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use both of those and Love it so far. I also, of course, I'm going to use the deep conditioner. I'm going to do that this weekend when I have a little bit more time. But one of the, like, the thing that I really love about your company is that it's like zero waste or low waste. And that's just something that you cannot find, especially for like leave-in and deep conditioner products. Like I have the curl nectar here. And as you can see, it is in a aluminum bottle the deep conditioner is in a glass bottle and um and then reaching over there we have the shampoo bar yeah this is yeah the shampoo bar which is in also an aluminum or a tin can so it's like 
where has this been? Like, it's, <laughs> it's so amazing that you're doing this. So yeah. why, why did you decide to make the plunge, like to start your business by making it like zero waste or low waste? Ultimately, I wanted a space for girls like us, you know, mm-hmm. like the sustainable brown girl community, the, the girls who, I mean, I know we're out there. It just seems like we're scattered. Yeah. And so it seems like we're left out of the conversation a lot. There's yeah. a lot of hair products, you know, hair care companies that are low waste and zero waste, but I can never find a product for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I was just, I guess, annoyed. <laughs> we're, I just feel like black women are left out of the conversation a lot. And I just kind of felt like no more, you know, yes. like our hair is a big deal to us. It's right. in our culture. It's, it's everything. I get chills just thinking about it, you know, and <laughs> we've really learned to embrace our hair and we need to honor the people who also decide to live a sustainable lifestyle and want to honor their hair and have bomb hair, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really why is that's been the biggest motive behind all of it is that intersectional marriage, you know, between the curly hair community and environmentalism. Like there needs to be a place for us. I love that. So like, you know, just seeing you starting out and being able to achieve these sustainability goals, it kind of makes me look at these other companies who are more established, like why haven't they done this? So my question to you is what challenges have you faced with trying to be a sustainable hair care brand? I'd say the biggest challenge that I've faced is just the supply, like finding reliable suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do a lot of research to be able to claim that the products that you're using or the ingredients that you're getting are also sustainable. Cause you can't really be a sustainable company if you're not used, utilizing sustainable brands. So like I look for fair trade certifications, packaging, you know, certifications that indicate that they are really what they are claiming that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's been the biggest challenge. I don't think that really interprets to a bigger company. The reason that's a challenge for me is because I don't have like huge access to capital, whereas right. these bigger companies do. So yeah. I honestly, I don't know what the biggest challenge for everyone else is. That's me individually. I'm a small business that's kind of funding myself and just, you know, um, I imagine if I had access to more capital, I wouldn't have so many supplying issues because I could just buy large amounts at a time. But I think a lot of other small companies who are doing the sustainable thing also buy in small quantities. So it's like the competition is high. Mm. Um, beyond that, I can't say that it's that challenging. Um, it's just, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of learning but I don't think there's an excuse, you know, like there are companies out there, there are suppliers out there doing it right. So it's not like there's nobody that, you know, you can buy from. Yeah. So I just, I don't think there are excuses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Definitely. So is there anything new that we can look forward to from consciously curly co? Yeah. So in the immediate future. So what's funny is, it's consciously curly co, but I've had a lot of people with straight hair wanting to try the product, which is great. Like it's for them too. I use the name curly to signal women like me who have curly hair, textured hair. 
Um, but all the treatments, all the shampoo bars, conditioner bars really are for everyone. Um, but with that, I've had a lot of women with straight hair asking for like a topical, like end of the hair um, type balm or oil, uh, just something that they could help with their dry ends. So I'm working on that. And that's coming really soon, probably in the next month or two. And I'm also working on a sealing butter for protective hairstyles. Um, and then within like the next year, I want to start supplying more sustainable styling tools. Um, and that is just a lot of research. Mm -hmm. um, because there's so many awesome things out there that you first glance think are sustainable, like like the plant, the bioplastics, you know, mm -hmm. they claim to be sustainable, but then you do more research and you just realize it's not always what you would think at first glance. So there's a lot of research to go into that. And I would like to network more with people who know more about that type of stuff than I do. But yeah, I would love to implement um, styling tools, scarves, you know, stuff like that, but yeah. all sustainable. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you yeah. feel like your biology background helped with creating your formulas and just understanding, um, you know, biology better? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful for my experience in college because I got to do, you know, I had like the typical chemistry classes, biology classes, but then I also had that environmental science um, part of it and my experience working in Zion National Park and getting to learn like the politics behind that and just the efforts that are made and the challenges that are faced helps me as a business owner know how I can be more supportive I guess to the cause you know like to environmentalism and uh, having a chemistry back you know taking chemistry classes really helped with that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just like the perfect marriage of like all of your experience. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. I love yeah, it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so how can anyone be more sustainable in regards to their hair care routine? Oh, I think there's hundreds of ways. Mm -hmm. um, so just like super simple. One way when you're in the shower and you're washing, turn off the water, like shampoo your hair, rinse it, turn it off. I shampoo my hair, turn it off. And then I condition my hair. And I like to let my conditioner sit for like six to 10 minutes. So I get it all in there and then I turn the water off and I shave my legs. And then I rinse, wash my body, turn the water off. Like don't just leave your shower running the whole time you're in there. That's huge. Literally yeah. just dumping water down the drain. True. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that's one way. Um, if you're planning on switching to products, use the ones you have first, you know, don't just throw those away and make them go to waste, especially if they're working for you, you know, definitely next purchase buy more sustainably, but finish what you've got, of course. That's great. Yeah. Those are super good tips. Definitely turning off the water and two, using up all of your products. Like it can be so you know, like frustrating when you learn about like the awful chemicals and stuff and the plastic and all that and yeah. your like products that you have been using for years, but you have to like just bite the bullet and use it all up. Yeah. And when you do find a sustainable company, like with us, like 
utilize the options. You know, we offer naked packaging, so you don't have to get a tin every time you order a new shampoo bar. We'll send you a new shampoo bar without the tin. Keep your last tin, you know. Um, same with refills. Like, experiment with that. It may not be your favorite thing, but give it a try, like, at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you will like it. You'll realize how much you're saving if you just have, you know, the same bottle and pump for six months to a year. Like, that's huge. Yeah. That is so big. <laughs> It really is. Like I mentioned earlier, you sent me a bunch of products, which I will be using over, you know, the next few months until I use it all up. And then I know I'm going to order more. So um, I'm going to like be posting a video on my YouTube channel, Naturally Mermaid. So check it out if you want to, you know, learn more about her products and see them in action on my hair. And let us know, Dominique, where everyone can find you online. All right. So mainly on Instagram, Consciously Curly Co. Um, I'm also on TikTok where I do silly videos <laughs> <from> there. <laughs> uh, Consciously Curly Co. Basically any platform, Consciously Curly Co. Those are my two main. Perfect. Please go follow her. She really gives great tips on her Instagram about how to use her products, but even not just using her products, but just how to take care of your hair better. And I found it so helpful already. Thanks again for joining us, Dominique. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Did you know that nearly a hundred million pounds of plastic is produced from braiding hair each year? I didn't know that either. That fun fact is brought by our next guests, the founders of Lillian Augusta, a plant-based braiding hair company. Since recording this interview a couple of months ago, these ladies have participated in and won several pitches for their emerging brand, including the Essence Making Moves Black and Positively Golden Pitch Competition. As of November 2020, they haven't started selling products just yet, but there is already a lot of buzz around them. Today's featured sustainable brown girls are the founders of Lillian Augusta, a plant-based braiding hair company. Janice Newsom, an environmental scientist, and Nana Bridgewam, a biologist. They've joined forces to develop braiding hair that eliminate the discomfort of synthetic hair and is 100% biodegradable. I'm so excited to talk with these ladies today about the mission behind Lillian Augusta and discuss how they plan to revolutionize the black hair care company or industry. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Great to be here. So just to get started, can you tell us about yourselves and how you became interested in sustainability? I think my journey with sustainability all began in high school when I took AP environmental sciences and I learned about the population and it's out of control. And I remember telling my dad, it's the end, we're all gonna die, like this is too much. And he just, you know, comforted me and reminded me like human ingenuity is a thing, like we can, we can move past this. There's so much we can do to be more sustainable. And from there, I kind of learned more about Roman Forlog and I got involved with Future Farmers of America, which is a super, super white organization, but um, it was a really wonderful thing to be a part of for me when I was in high school. Um, and then from there, I studied plant science and agricultural science in college. And I was always super interested in plant breeding 
for developing countries, but I never really thought about doing anything domestically or actually solving any of my personal needs until I got to grad school and met Janice. My first hands-on experience with nature was at an internship in high school and I was out working by a lake and looking at different plants and I was just like wow I didn't know people did this as a job I like this and I want to do it so after that I continued to seek out other opportunities to be outside like I didn't realize you could just be outside and it could be a job so I ended up majoring in environmental science, doing a, a bunch of more aquatic plant research, and that's brought me to where I am today. That's awesome. So you guys met in college. What college did you go to? We met in grad school. We oh, grad school. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. What yeah. grad school? University of Michigan. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Wow. So what kind of, now you can kind of go into what started your interest in what you guys are doing now? Sure. So even though we both went to Michigan for grad school, we actually met in Seattle. We were at a retreat and we both realized, oh, like we go to the same school. We should start hanging out. So we started spending time together in Michigan at school and we went out one night and I had some braids in and I had just put them in and I was complaining because my scalp was itchy, my neck was in pain, my skin started to break out, and we were just going back and forth, like, why does this happen whenever we wear braids? Like, this really shouldn't be happening just from putting something in your hair. And then we started to think about, well, it's not just personal discomfort, it's much more than that. You know, the hair is made from plastic, so it's bad for the environment. It's also made from carcinogenic materials, so there could be some health concerns involved, too. And after that conversation, we said, why not let's solve this problem? You know, we love sustainability. We have a STEM background and we also are very intimately tied to the problem because we have the problem ourselves, so we should solve it. So since we've both done a lot of work with plants in different capacities, we gravitated towards a plant-based solution, which is how we landed on plant-based braiding hair. So with a plant-based braiding hair, one, it's lightweight, much lighter than the plastic, so that takes out the neck pain that you experience. The plastic hair does have some chemical coating that causes those allergic reactions, which would not be present on the plant base, so it makes for a much more comfortable experience when wearing the hair. And since it's plant-based, it's biodegradable, so it can be returned to the earth as opposed to the plastic hair, which won't break down within our lifetime. All right, let's say, let's talk about what Lillian Augusta, what the materials are made out of. Um, you mentioned that it's plant-based. So what types of plant materials are you guys using? So right now we're still in the product development phase, but we've been doing a majority of our experiments with Phragmites, which is an invasive wetland species. Annually millions of dollars are spent on just removing the plant and it's commonly done by burning it or spraying herbicides. So our alternative is why not create an added value product instead of spending all this energy and polluting even more by getting rid of it. So I guess as a biologist and environmental scientist, you guys have studied lots of different types of plants. What made you decide on the one that you decided on? Sure. So within my experience in college and in grad school, I did a lot of work in wetlands. So that is where the plant Phragmites grows. 
and I was familiar with the plant. I had seen it myself, and I thought about it once we had this conversation of making plant-based hair. I was like, what should we make it out of? We gotta pick a plant, you know? I was like, oh, Phragmites. One, people are throwing it away. Like, they can't wait to get rid of it. And it has fibrous composition that can be moved into something like hair. It's been used to make things like hats, baskets, ropes. So we said, why not make it into hair? That's so cool. So as, as far as distribution goes, do you harvest it yourself and send it to the manufacturers? So right now that's what we've been doing, harvesting ourselves, storing it in the basement and going from there. Okay, okay. That'll be really interesting to see how you guys grow and make it, you know, more of a uh, scalable. Yeah, scalable. There you go. More don't scalable. worry, it won't be just us two no, no, doing no. it forever. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know much about how to create things from plants. So what's your process with creating the hair? Sure. So we've been going out ourselves and cutting these plants down. They can grow up to 12 feet tall. So, and there's some within our area since it is a Midwestern plant. So we go out, we've been cutting down the Phragmites and we were working in a lab before the COVID pandemic closed down the school. The process itself is proprietary, so we can't tell you exactly what we are doing, but we're taking the plants and we are processing them into a more fibrous version. So you're able to have the actual fiber from the Phragmites removed from you know leaves and flowers, so on and so forth. And once we have a better developed version of our prototype, we're looking to start sharing it with people so that they can try it out. Let us know, do you like this? What don't you like? How can it be improved? Um, like where in the process are you? Have you started making prototypes and using it on yourselves? So we've started making prototypes. And as Janice described with everything with COVID, since we don't have um, access to lab space, we've started working with manufacturers for them to enhance the prototypes that we do have since they have those capabilities. And we're really excited. We've been going back and forth with folks um, and we're excited to get it to something that we can start sharing with the people that we know and strangers, honestly, too, that are willing to try it out. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's exciting to be creating something not just for us, but for the community. Because there's so many times where we're just given stuff and we're like, all right, we'll make it work. Like, I can think of all the times I've bought plastic hair and then I wash it in apple cider vinegar, then I have to let it dry and then I break. It's just too much work. Like, why do we have to manipulate things so much just to get like the minimum effect? Like, well, we really want people to know that we're making this hair for Black women. Like, we are Black women making hair for other Black women. It's not just something that we want to sell. We want to be able to use it ourselves. We want our family and our friends to be able to use this. We want people to be excited to wear hair and, you know, have braids and to be comfortable and also be able to connect to the brand. You know, right now there are no other black mainstream braiding hair brands. If you go to the beauty supply store, those braiding hair brands are not black owned and we want to change that. We want to be able to offer something within the community. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to think I've been wearing braids since I was a kid and I just knew, yeah, the hair would be cute, but it would be itchy, it would burn and I would just deal with it. Like, that's not normal. And I think it's so important for us to put our needs first and to have companies that could do that as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Especially seeing um, things that are made for us by us. We obviously care more about the ingredients and make, we want to make sure that it's not going to be harmful to, you know, ourselves. So it is really great to see you guys creating something for black people and knowing that it's going to be good for you. And it's not, you know, just to make a quick profit, you know, like it's really from personal experience and caring for the environment. So that's really great to see. If you can come up with a better product and especially something that's plant-based because we know how important it is to protect our environment, like this is just so revolutionary and it's, it is really exciting. So I'm excited for you guys. Um, so how does, how does your hair or how's it going to compare to traditional hair? Like as far as the look and the feel. So we know that braiding hair is easily manipulated into a lot of different styles. It comes in different lengths. It comes in different colors. We want to keep all those good characteristics that come with braiding hair. Of course, we haven't completely sorted this out since we're still only working with prototypes, but that is what we're looking to provide to our customers. But without the toxins, without the plastic pollution, without having to wash it in apple cider vinegar, or having an itchy scalp. So we want people to have quality hair, but safe hair too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so since you mentioned you don't have to rinse it in the apple cider vinegar, what is the, what's the projected care like, you know, the care routine about how long will it last? So we project that it'll last just as long as your standard plastic hair. If you want to wear it for two weeks to three months, it's up to you. So that cool. would be the standard. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and the big question is when will it be available to purchase? So we're planning on launching a product line for people to purchase on our website next year. Awesome. Ah, and do you have any ideas on the type of styles you want to offer first? So we want to start with the standard um, braiding hair, the 1B hair for braiding regular braids, like the straight hair. And obviously we would expand and do passion braids and all those things that people are interested in. All right. And where can everyone find you guys? For sure. Our website is lillianagustahair.com. Follow us on Instagram at lillianagustahair. We're also on tw Twitter at Lil Augusta Hair, and we're on Facebook at Lillian Augusta. Yes, please go follow them because they are doing amazing things, and I really look forward to your launch. It's going to be really exciting. Thanks so much for joining us, ladies. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thank you so much for listening to this Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share it if you loved it and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl and check out our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. Until next time, let's continue to make healthy choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.